0: Hey, what's up, people? How you guys doing? Welcome to another episode of Jackson versus Jackson. I'm your guy, Eric T. Jackson. And as you can see scrolling down the screen, please subscribe to the channel. I'd appreciate it very much. Today is going to be very interesting. It'll be my first uh, four-round mock draft. Yep, that's right, people. Uh, I'm selecting the players that I think the Texans will select with the 2nd, 12th, 33rd, 65th, 73rd, and 104th picks. So stay tuned for that. Uh, we've got a few, uh, some news to cover before that, so stay tuned. Uh, let's get started. First thing wanted to touch on right quick is the Houston Rockets, man. And it doesn't look like... Steven Silas will be around very long, very much longer. So, uh, from what I've heard, uh, Steven Silas is, uh, a dead man walking, you know, which we could have sort of anticipated. Uh, and if you're a fan like I am, you sort of expected Uh, three years, uh, and so I figured the Rockets hired him because of the rebuild, right? Uh, but I guess they wanted to see at least getting better marginally, and we really haven't. We we barely won 20 games this year. And before that, we were less than that two years in a row. You know, so uh, as exciting as the NBA draft is with us having high draft picks and you know, Victor uh, Banyama being available, you know, uh, they had to let him go. You know, I'm sure he'll land on his feet because he's a very good coach, uh, quality man. Uh, but I expect him to be gone as early as Monday. The Rockets' final game is tomorrow, it, you know, against uh, the Washington Wizards. So, now let's move on to the Astros, man. Ah, uh, so let's talk about this. Uh, the Astros have a slow start, uh, and I think this is slower than it has been in the last five or six years. But they, they, they generally had a slow start. Uh, they are three and six. So we're less than 10 games in, but let me ask you this. Should we be worried? I am. Should I be? Probably not. But am I? Yes. Because uh, we've still got the, – the, the lineup, to me, doesn't look like a championship lineup. Just looking at it. Uh, Altuve is on the shelf. Lance McCullers is on the shelf. Uh, There is no big name pitcher like Justin Verlander that you can lean on. Uh, And as well as uh, Jordan's bat is and Kyle Tucker's bat is in the clutch, nobody else is doing anything. Uh, Jeremy Pena is on my fantasy baseball team and, he, he's batting below 200 right now, you know, so uh, I am worried. Uh, do I think they'll pick it up? Yes, I do. Do I know? But I don't know when. That's the thing. Like, in years past, you knew that uh, May, June, the Astros would pick it up because they just had the pieces there, and they had instilled that confidence in you. Uh, with these new guys, uh, the confidence for me just isn't there right now. Uh, even the picture, the pitchers, uh, Framber did a, had two solid outings his first two times uh, up, and I think he got no decisions for both of them. We can't get any runs across the plate. Uh, uh, Christian Javier, Luis Garcia. Or Keedy. these guys are young, solid pitchers, but they don't inspire confidence. Or let's say maybe they inspire a little confidence, but they they don't put fear into batters. Framber probably does, but the other ones they don't. You know, so right now I find myself waiting on Lance McCullers to come back. You know, and he's on IL right now. So no telling when he'll come back. I hear that he's he's throwing 90 right now, but he's not even on a mound. He's just playing pitch and catch, but he he, did, he is throwing 90 miles an hour. Uh, and, and hopefully they can get him uh, moving around and pitching off a mound here pretty soon. But I don't expect him to be back before the beginning of June. I really don't. So we shall see. We shall see. Now, uh, let us let me talk about – so before I get into the mock draft, so what I like to do, like we have first-round picks really is what I'm, I'm focusing on right now, number two and number 12. And so I went back the last ten drafts to see who was – drafted number uh 2 and i went back to last 10 to see who was drafted number 12 and for me uh i just do that because because i don't really care who's drafted i just want to see like who 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 did people hit on that are dominant at those positions i'm talking about hall of fame dominant I'm not even talking about uh, all pro, but I guess multiple all pros will, will put you on a Hall of Fame track. But I'm not talking about Pro Bowl or, you know, or just a solid player. I'm talking about HOF dominant. So with that being said, we're going to look at. uh the last 10 picks for the number two pick overall. Let me remove this. That's uh, banner. So, and I'll just call them out. And we'll go from there. And then we'll talk about who, which one might be Hall of Fame or not. It ain't going to be many. I can tell you that. So, it's going to go pretty quick. So, uh the last 10 number two picks 2013 luke Jokel a uh, very solid player uh, offensive tackle at anium uh came into the league uh number two pick uh, if you remember eric Fisher the another offensive tackle was drafted number one that year by Kansas City and uh, I thought they should have got Jokel uh but he got hurt and his pro pro career didn't pan out. Uh, 2014, Greg Robinson, uh, another offensive uh, tackle. He's in legal trouble right now and out of the league. Uh, 2015, Marcus Mariota, quarterback. Uh, would he be average? Could we even say Marcus Mariota has been an average quarterback? You know, possibly. Uh, 2016, Carson Wentz. Uh, started off great, Uh was in the hunt to win league MVP the year in which he got hurt, right? The first time he got hurt. And it's sort of been uh, downhill from there, you know. Uh, So uh, Carson Wentz, uh, you know, he was a pretty decent player until he got hurt. Mitch Trubisky, uh, you know, probably a dud. We probably consider him a dud. Uh, 2018, Saquon Barkley. Now, he's interesting, you know, because running backs, their value is low or they're devalued nowadays. So people don't usually pick them that high. But he was drafted number two and he's been hurt. But when he's healthy, he's one of the best in the league. He's not on the Hall of Fame track right now because he's been hurt so much. But if he can stay healthy from here on for the next 10 years and perform, like he has been when he's been healthy, I can definitely see Saquon Barkley being a Hall of Fame candidate when it's all said and done. But the health part is the big issue, and he's got to stay healthy. 2019, this is probably the the one that's the closest, and he's only been in the league three, four years. Uh, Nick Bosa, drafted number two by San Francisco, uh, just won defensive player of the year. You know, and he's uh, uh, you know, he's a really good player. Uh, 2020 Chase Young, again, these guys are early, uh, but Chase Young is having has had a uh, some uh, pretty solid uh, three years in the league. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say he's on the Hall of Fame track, but he's been pretty solid. Zach Wilson in 2021, dud. And uh, 2022, Aiden Hutchinson, who had a really good rookie season. Uh, Out of the last 10 number two picks, the best ones have been edge guys, and the worst ones have been quarterback. Does that bode well for uh, Will Anderson and Tyree uh, Johnson or Tyree Wilson or – and not so well for C.J. Stroud and uh, Bryce Young, time will tell. But that was the last 10 number two picks, right? Now, let me give you my this year's who I I think could have uh, pro careers that could put them in the Hall of Fame. And this is just arbitrary. It's just based on what I think and, and feel about certain players and positions. Right. So we're taking uh the number two pick. The those guys that are around that area that would you know uh most likely could be picked number two. So I'll, I'll go with uh CJ Stroud at quarterback because I uh short quarterback going to the hall of fame. I love Bryce Young, and if we take him, I really hope he can get to that that level, but I mean, Drew Brees is probably the only short one that probably has a chance. Uh, Kyler Murray doesn't, Vic doesn't, there's nobody else. So, so that right there, to me, eliminates Bryce Young from being Hall of Fame eligible is his height and size. So I'm just gonna go with C.J. Stroud just because I'm gonna put a quarterback in there, and he's he's uh, uh, got the size, the build. You know, if he can, you know, put things together. There you go. Will Anderson. Uh the edge from Alabama. Again, uh edges uh are have have been have panned out the best in the last 10 years at number two. And I have also Tyree Wilson who uh depending on who, who you like, Tyree or Will Anderson. You want a, a three four outside linebacker, take uh Will Anderson. You want a uh, a four-three defensive end at number two. Take Tyree, just because he's predicted to go, you know, anywhere from five to ten. Take him at number two if you want that guy in your defense. Uh, I, cause he he went to Anim first, and I'm a huge Anim fan, as most of you know. So, when he went into the portal after his first year, I believe. You know, it hurt me because I heard so many good things about him, but he didn't play that much at AM. Uh, We had a couple of studs in front of him, so that was probably why. But, you know, uh, his high school career was really solid. Uh, he shined at Texas Tech. You know, he put it all together. He could be a Hall of Famer, right? All right. Now let's look at the last 10 number 12 picks. And then we'll go and see how many of those guys are Hall of Famers or Hall of Fame worthy. Uh, It might be. Let's see if the quarterbacks and the edges, if that translates to the last 10 number 12 picks as well. 2013, DJ Hayden, uh, cornerback. Nope. Uh, 2014, OBJ. Again, injuries got him, man. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. He's a really good receiver, and everybody acknowledges that. And he has good uh, numbers as well when he's healthy, but he get, he gets injured quite a bit. But uh, he's he's there. He, he won a Super Bowl, and he would have been the Super Bowl MVP had he not got what hurt. You see what I'm saying? So you're going to always have to weigh that when talking about OBJ. But he'll probably be in the discussion when it's all said and done. 2015, Danny Shelton. Nope. 2016, Sheldon Rankins. Went to the Jets and they messed him up. 2017, here's an interesting one. What do you think about this guy? 2017. With the number two pick, the Houston Texans. No, with the number 12 pick, my bad. The Houston Texans select Deshaun Watson. Moved up to get him. Oh, Deshaun, I feel like right now he's not, of course, because, you know, two years out of football and all that. But before that, I would say he was on that track, even though the Houston Texans weren't that good. Now, he's got to sort of reboot, reboot, recalibrate his career. So if he has another 10-year run with Cleveland and does some good things with them, and you know their offense uh, is centered around him and his passing attack, and I can definitely see him being in that discussion and that conversation. But if he if he if he wins anything in Cleveland, if he can get him to a Super Bowl, much less win one, they'll build a statue of the boy. So uh Deshaun Watson. Uh there you have it. He's that's a quarterback for you. In 2018, Vita, Vey, Vita Veya, the big nose. Nope. 2019, Rashawn Gary, another uh DT, uh defensive end type. Nope. Uh, 2020, the Raiders select Henry Ruggs, and he promptly drinks and drives and runs somebody over, and his career is over, and hopefully he can, you know, rebound from that at some point, uh, you know, but but not at all. 2021, now this is uh, one that, and again, it's a young career, 2021, so what, two years in the league, 21, 22? Micah Parsons, what do you guys think about him? Leave a comment about, about this stuff. Uh, let me know what you guys think so we can have a little back and forth about it. But Micah Parsons, I would say at this point, two years in, yeah, you got to say he's one of the best in the league. So he's on that uh, Hall of Fame, that HOF track. You know, uh, I mean, I think two all-pro seasons. You know, uh, I'm not sure he's won defensive player of the year. I don't think he's, he's done that, but he's been in that conversation. And I think he's been all pro both years. So definitely Michael Parsons is in that conversation. So with the number 12 picks from the last 10 years, you have OBJ, a receiver. Deshaun Watson, a quarterback. And you have... uh Michael Parsons, an and edge rusher, all right? So three different positions that are potentially on the Hall of Fame track there. Uh, and 2022's number 12 pick was Jamison Williams, uh, you know, and he wasn't – he didn't do that much his rookie year. So there you have it. Now, uh, thank you guys for waiting. Uh, thank you guys for – hopefully you enjoyed that what I just did, because it took a while to put all that together, and I enjoy doing stuff like that. (laughs) So uh, without further ado, let's attack the uh, Eric T. Jackson's uh, 2023 four-round mock draft. No, let's let's go with uh, who I think can be in the Hall of Fame first. Before we get into the mock draft, uh, the the twenty twenty three number twelve picks that are possibly Hall of Fame worthy. So, I picked Jackson Smith and Jigba, uh, receiver from Ohio State. Again, I love doing this, guys. So just bear with me. Uh, I picked him because he's a receiver and they're just receiver you right now and, and I think he'll have all the opportunities to do that. B. John Robinson from UT, University of Texas. Uh, he For no other reason than he reminds me of Saquon Barkley. I mean, the boy is bad and with our pick, we can definitely get B. John. I mean, he'd be uh The lightning to Damian Pierce's thunder. Hell, he might take the job from Pierce. But uh, two running backs, two solid running backs, you always need that. So both of them can sustain themselves instead of just having one get all the carries and having a short career. Paris Johnson Jr., Ohio State offensive tackle. And I think anybody... Any offensive tackles from Ohio State, like they, they produce like the best offensive tackles in, in you know and and maybe I'm just saying that because of Orlando Pace, but I love Paris Johnson's uh, game and you know he can definitely uh, you know that's he can definitely get in that conversation. I feel like I feel like if he if he gets picked around there, he'll he'll start immediately you know, and, uh, you know, be on that track. And the last one is Osiris Torrance. Uh, I think he's from uh, Florida. He's an offensive guard, interior lineman from Florida. And I just love the name, Osiris. That's a Hall of Fame name. So I'm putting him on, on uh, track to be in the Hall of Fame. Let's go, Osiris. Uh, make me right. So, back to my four-round mock draft. And let's go. Let's uh, do this right here. See if you guys hear the music. And with the number two pick. Of the 2023 NFL Draft. The Houston Texans select. Bryce Young, quarterback, Alabama. And this should come as no surprise. Bryce Young uh, is who I think we're targeting. And I think uh, Carolina is targeting CJ Stroud. So. Just because I didn't pick Bryce Young to be on a Hall of Fame track doesn't mean he can't and doesn't mean he won't, you know. Uh, but if he does, I want to say he'll be the first quarterback under six foot in the Hall of Fame. And, and that's something, you know, that'll be something that'll be tied with the Texans, you know, for a long time, forever. And, you know, hopefully he can do that. Everyone knows, uh, how uh, talented this young brother is, and I, I'm an SEC guy, and I've seen it over and over again. Bryce Young is super talented, and uh, just the interviews show how how uh, how he studies and and how smart he is, and how his mind works to me. You know, you look at those type of things, and you know how can we not draft Bryce Young? Now with the number 12 pick in the 20, in the 2023 NFL draft, the Houston Texans select Jackson Smith and Jigba. Now, this is somebody that can take the top off of defense. I mean, he he'll he'll be uh They'll use, him, they, they'll use him probably outside, inside, all around, you know. Uh, but he's somebody that's super fast, great hands, and uh, he had great numbers at the Ohio State University. Uh, I picked him as somebody that's that's drafted in that range that could possibly be on the uh, Hall of Fame track, and uh, I want to see him do it. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Number 12 pick of the Houston Texans. And with the number 33 pick in the 2023 NFL draft, the Houston Texans select Brian Breezy. Defensive tackle, Clemson. Now, you guys say, why didn't we pick an edge at number 33? An edge rusher. We need edge rushers in this defense. Or Why didn't we pick uh, an interior lineman? We need interior linemen in this group. Well, frankly, I think getting Brian Breezy at number 33 is a steal because I feel like uh, He's a late first round uh, talent, mid to late first round talent. Now, uh, he's also, again, he's someone I've been following ever since high school and uh, he's been uh, an interior force everywhere he's been. Uh, for Cle- for Clemson, he didn't have uh, the sack numbers he had in high school, but he was an interior presence that no one could run on him. And he still put up Sacks, just not as much as edge rushers put up. But I think uh I think uh Coach Ryans is gonna uh build this defense inside out. And so I feel like he'll get the best possible uh interior defensive lineman with that first pick in the second round. And with the number 65 pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Houston Texans select Steve Avila, offensive guard, TCU. Now, this is the top of the third round. And and that's – I feel like the interior offensive line – Uh, has a lot of depth in this draft. Just like I feel like uh, the edge rusher position has a lot of talent in this draft. So don't think just because we waited to the third round to get an interior offensive lineman that, uh, that they won't play that much or that they're they're not that good. I feel like they're really, really good. And Steve Avila, he played a, He's played all three in interior lineman positions. I feel like he can play center as well as guard. And I feel like the Texans will cross train him as such. And wherever they need him is where he'll play, you know? Uh, So I know uh, Luke Luke, uh, Wipner from Ohio State is still out there and he'll probably still be on the board at 65. But I feel like Steve Avila is a better prospect, and so I'm going with him. And with the number 73 pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Houston Texans select B.J. Ojulari, Edge, Auburn. And this is our second third-round pick. And uh, the Texans could go do either or. They could take an Edge at 65 and an interior offensive lineman at 73, you know, because the picks are so close together and there's a lot of depth at both, right? But uh, I'm I'm choosing them in this order. I'm picking Steve Avila first, uh, just so we can grab him because I think there's more depth at edge. And so I'm picking uh, BJ Ojolari here at number seventy three. Uh, I think he's a a big guy. Uh, I've watched him play. Uh, I think he's uh, he's he has the the requisite size that uh, Ryan's wants in his four three. Uh, defense and uh he's strong against the run which you want and uh, depending on uh who else we have I think with him and breezy uh in the middle I think we can uh affect the rush the pass the passer uh uh pretty well with with the, with those two uh you know I think uh you know they'll start and we'll see what happens. But I like uh, B.J. Ojulari as a prospect. And I like him uh, in the Texans' defense. With the 104th and final pick in my four-round mock draft, the Houston Texans select Christopher Smith II, safety out of Georgia. Now, just uh, reading about this guy, uh, I love the fact that he he attacks the run. He's aggressive. Uh, he's smart. He's a little undersized. He's 5'11", uh, 200 pounds. You know, so he's not a 6'4 safety, but uh, he brings the wood. Uh, he's had six interceptions the last two years, so he can uh, he can play the pass pretty well. And uh, uh, he's a senior. I-, I like that. You know, he's not a you know he's 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 played four solid years for a, a really good SEC program. Won two national titles. He's a winner and just uh, reading about uh, how he uh, plays receivers, how he uh, studies the game, I like him at number 104. So, guys, that's my four-round mock draft, Uh, Eric T. Jackson's four-round mock draft. Uh, How many of those guys are Hall of Famers? I, I love the, the, to, to make that, but, you know, you can't tell, but you can sort of say, okay, let me see, you know. Uh, Brian Breezy, that's a Hall of Fame name, baby. <laughs> Ojolari, <laughs> love it. Uh, Smith and Jigba. We have three of them right there that could go into the, the name Hall of Fame. <laughs> and And if they play up to their names, you know. They'll make the Texans really good, really fast, right? So uh, I'll do another mock draft later, before the draft. Uh, Not sure when, but uh, definitely before the draft. It was fun. Uh, Took a little time. Right, because you have to go through a lot of different players and, and and figure out exactly what the Texans needs are and you know just sort of assume what their defense uh, might look like based on Ryan's uh, previous defenses what their offense will look like that type of thing but uh let me know what you guys think uh Don't forget to like this uh, episode, uh, share with your friends, uh, subscribe to the channel. This was fun, guys. Uh, I am Eric T. Jackson. The T stands for Texans. Go Texans, baby. Uh, Appreciate you guys uh, being here. Uh, Until the next mock draft. Peace.